It was the land of missed opportunities for the Florida Panthers on Thursday night against the Pittsburgh Penguins. On today's edition of the show, we are going to discuss the Florida Panthers having a big jump to their game against the Penguins despite being shorthanded. But special teams cost the Panthers in this one. We're going to discuss this and more on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Friday, December 16th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And don't forget to subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. So... Cats fans, uh, another L in the book. Far too often that we've than we've wanted to see this season for the Panthers. And you think of the circumstances with the Panthers uh, just coming into this game. I mean, we knew that Chris Tierney and Colin White were going to miss this game more than likely, even though Gudis was a full participant in practice on Wednesday. Still a little bit to come back from his concussion. Patrick Hornquist not eligible to come back until December 29th. But even with Carter Hagee back in the lineup after a non-COVID illness, Matthew Kachuk was missing from this one with a non-COVID illness himself. So the bug has been spreading around the Panthers' locker room. And Lundell missing another game. But even, even coming to this game, I had a really bad feeling about facing off against a... Pittsburgh Penguins team that had won six straight. And the Panthers still gave themselves a chance to win. Uh, uh, was really jumping on the on the Penguins early. Uh, despite the, the Penguins getting the first two shots on goal, the Panthers were just firing on all cylinders. I mean, the the Barkoff line was as you saw if you watch the game you see that they they with the Panthers having the last change they were always matched up against the Crosby line Bennett them them two with the with the Malkin line as well and it was the it was the start of a also big night for Tristan Jari as well and the, and the Panthers getting off to a a, a, to a lead early you they've won 12 games this season when they're the ones to to score early in, in the game and uh just uh and marks the stall brothers we, we were talking about how how up and down the stall brothers have been i mean mark stall closed the gap which caused the bennett line to go go on a rush at, at, at two um and and montour jumping up in the pledge montour had a great night as well and montour connecting on that pass to Eric Stahl. And then as Eric Stahl's falling, get bounces it off the post. And then Ryan Lomberg's there to clean it up. I'm like, okay, fourth line scoring for, for, for the Panthers. So, and against the, 
against a bottom six that's great defensively according to their numbers as far as goals against per 60 so the the that that was a an, a chance for the panthers i okay you got up to this lead you you play you usually win games when you're when you have the lead and just for for, for the panthers i mean there was chances after chance and what really cost the the panthers the game was not only just special teams but the and we'll get more into that in segment number 2 but just the opportunity to for the panthers to not extend their lead and 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 create more uh, breathing room for themselves i mean nick cousins on on a deflected shot from marcus Pedersen takes on on a rush by himself and then jari uh, makes a save and then jari was standing on his head most of the night and you knew you had to get some those type of goals to to beat a, a a penguins team that's that's just been on, on such a run and Heponiemi, oh my oh my goodness recalled from charlotte him and Denisenko very impressed by their games i mean alexi Heponiemi was creating rush chances him and montour created a a chance and to gregory Denisenko, he was uh had two hits and he was uh he was learning how to spin away from his opponent so that there wasn't a takeaway, and for uh, and for his size as well, uh, d- delivering just big hits for uh, Denisenko, and also another missed opportunity. Sam Reinhart left all alone in the in the slot and then misses the net. I mean, that despite the Florida Panthers still dominating five on five, more shots and more shots on goal throughout the game. So many opportunities that they missed the net. I mean, that Barkoff, Rhino, Line, and Verhage, they had the same amount of shots as their opponents on goal with those lines together at five on five. But their Corsi 4 said 15 to 7. So a lot of their shots were missing the net. Like so many swings and misses as well. Gus Forsling had a shot that broke his stick and then leading to a rush for the Pittsburgh Penguins as well. And, but he was strong early. The, he had a poke check on Jan Ruda that created a penalty as well. And then uh, even though the Pittsburgh Penguins scored on the power play, um, excuse me, uh, shorthanded uh, on the two on one by uh, Br- Rust and Chris Letang, which uh, Aaron Eckblad was a little bit too low on in, in the zone, which caused that two-on-one in the first place. And Bobrovsky overcommitted to his right, and Latang beat him to his left when Rust distributed to Latang. But just silly mistakes, silly after silly mistakes. Um, just and. More more missed opportunities. Etzelusteranen catch, catches the Penguins on a line change and unable to convert. And we spoke about matching up against the Pittsburgh Penguins top line. I mean, the line of Crosby, Gensel, and Ricard Raquel. 15 of their 39 shots came from that line. So you knew you had to do something about that line. And once again, converting on the power play, which uh, which the P- 
Pittsburgh Penguins went two for three on. I mean, we spoke about it with Hunter Hodes about the about the Pittsburgh power play just firing on all cylinders and the fact that they get to rest Crosby and Malkin on the PK and and the the bottom six guys taking the taking the chances uh on on the PK allowing them to rest and the second one the second goal uh I thought it was kicked in honestly um Malkin from from the top of the top of the blue line and and it, I saw a kicking motion, and Paul Murray spoke after the game how that was a uh, automatically reviewed from the from the league, and they didn't see that it was uh, a kicking motion, which uh, I'm a little annoyed at, not gonna lie. Um, but, but I also, but it's also still a mistakes. Before that, Carter Hagee had an offensive zone penalty that caused that power play for uh, the the Pittsburgh Penguins to, and that was at the time to get them up two uh, one for for the for the, for the pens and once again missed opportunities for the cats and just what when and we spoke about how five on five the 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 panthers lead giving their opportunities but then uh tristan jari just you gotta you gotta you gotta make tristan jari more uncomfortable uh down in in, in the low slot i mean there's a time where he was also down on the ground and on the on the ice and the Panthers just the the Pittsburgh Penguins also closed in on not allowing the Panthers to get a second chance too. So those are the those are the opportunities that you need to really create some separation in in, in the game as well. Um even though Matthew Kachuk wasn't playing, Eric Stahl had a backdoor pass for, um to Nick Cousins. And then he eventually gets cross-checked by Jan Ruda, which we're very familiar with Jan Ruda playing with the Tampa Bay Lightning all uh, the a few years ago. But man, uh, he he didn't have himself a great game. Con- constantly beat, and and the Panthers were uh, frustrating him uh, as well. And then that third period, just when you're when you're down, and you had a whole bunch of pep to your step, and then getting outshot seventeen to five in the third period. That third period by the Pittsburgh Penguins looked like the third period that the Panthers had against the Columbus Blue Jackets on Tuesday. And just being able to lock it down. And then even though you got another power play opportunity, the 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 role players, uh, Teddy Bluger and Brock McGinn, another shorthanded chance on uh on Sergei Bobrovsky. And I and you look you look at his Sergei Bobrovsky's uh save percentage in this one i mean you see four goals for the penguins but look at look at this 35 of 38 total that's a 921 uh, save percentage uh for, for the game and single save single game save percentage isn't the be all end all but Bobrovsky um, on that third period just allowed the panthers to still have a chance to at least tie the game and uh just once it once it got uh Three one, which uh, Evgeny Malkin got hurt on the play, which he deflected the puck in. Uh, that was just that. It was just going to be hard to come come back from when all of those goals were on special teams. And but credit to Carter Verhage uh, uh, on on that Sam Reinhart goal. He was letting the play develop, knew he had space to gain the zone, and then 
the backhand pass to Sam Reinhardt to one time it and <laughs> Jacob Winans uh, in our chat spoke about how that was a false hope goal for for the Cats uh, there and and Rhino uh, on that empty net goal might may, maybe maybe he was boarded on on that one uh, but it, it I I thought that I thought that there should have been a, a call there and Montour uh, Brandon Montour. We spoke about how he was jumping in on the rush. He had a he had a opportunity with Alexi Hapaniemi logging twenty eight minutes and thirty four seconds tonight, and Paul Maurice with the injuries and everything going on had to shorten his bench as well. Uh, by the time the third period came, the the Panthers were just they looked outworked, they looked tired, they looked like they exerted all their energy in the first forty minutes, and that's just frustrating, especially when you put so many shots on Tristan Jari early and they just, he's just standing on his head. I mean, Tristan Jari had a lot of criticism in the 2021 playoffs against New York Islanders and could have had his opportunity again last year against the Rangers, but then gets hurt in, in the series starts game seven after missing most of that series and then doesn't get an opportunity to redeem himself, but looks like this is an opportunity for him to redeem himself on, on the season. And, even even when the Panthers were trying to get a last chance to tie the game, I mean they couldn't even get out of their own zone in that third period. Mahura turns it over to Sidney Crosby, and then he gets a chance on 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 Bob as well. Just to that that top line for Pittsburgh just great, and the 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 three guys do it again: Latang, Crosby, Malkin, as they've been doing it for the last decade and a half and just just overall frustrating uh let, let, let's go over the five on five numbers right before we uh we go to we go to our first ad break uh even even with that dominant third period by the penguins uh 50 to 47 corsi four uh and shots on goal for for the panthers 31 to 30 so it was really the special teams that lost this for the Florida Panthers in this one. But in segment number two, we're going to go back to our conversation with uh, Hunter Hodes, the host of Locked On Penguins, and s- talk about that versus, versus versus what happened in tonight's game. And maybe ask if there are bigger issues at hand for the Florida Panthers. But first... We're going to tell you, we're going to send you a little bit of a message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. And it can happen so easily. You're out with a few friends or coworkers. You're putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many. It's time to go. And for a moment, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you're a good driver. You live nearby. You can make it home okay. What are the odds that you get pulled over? Even so, what's the worst that could happen? You lose your license, your job, total your car, or you could kill somebody. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Play it safe and plan ahead and get a ride. Drive sober or get pulled over. Second segment on this Friday, December 16th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. As you can tell, there's no Nick Fairbanks here uh, tonight to, on today's show. Uh, our schedules just couldn't fit with uh, with this game with me working so early on Friday morning, him working late at night uh, on Thursday. So 
our our schedules were always going to conflict on a day like today. So hope to have uh, Nick back uh, next week as at we will be previewing at, at next week uh, their the game against the New York Islanders. It'll be a road game um, in at UBS Arena uh, if if I have that correct. But let's go let's go back to the keys of the game. What we spoke about with Hunter Hodes. The Penguins fourth on the fourth on the PK this season, and l- let's look at the amount of uh, shorthanded chances that uh, I-, I saw multiple chances. Uh, the The Penguins had three shots on goal shorthanded, and with the with the Panthers with six total minutes of time on ice on the power play, the multiple times that we saw the Panthers just missing the net too. Three of their six shot attempts reached the net. One of them was blocked. So, and just just the for and for the Pittsburgh Penguins as well. Hot power play. The Pittsburgh Penguins power play versus the Panthers PK unit. Five shots on goal to Panthers zero. They. And it was quick, the especially the Malkin goal. Uh, let me let me see how many seconds that was between penalty and goal between uh, between Malkin's uh, goal that got him uh, hurt. Uh, I believe it was not only it it, it, it wasn't even thirty seconds. I I, I believe that uh, that Malkin scored. Uh, it was at eight oh eight oh three in the third period. And the penalty that got the Panthers shorthanded was at 7:51. So, not even, not even, so 12 seconds of a, of a difference that the that the the Pittsburgh Penguins were just moving the puck around and and just creating a shot and throwing it on the net. And traffic, consistently creating traffic in front as well. And the Panthers, three opportunities still. Um, Jan Ruda taking the mo- most of them, and and still uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins were closing in their gaps. Active sticks. I mean, even in that first, uh, even in that first period. Uh, you saw Alexander Barkov being so active on that penalty kill at the top of the blue line. And then when, once the Pittsburgh Penguins got it into the bumper, you see Alexander Barkov going for a back check as well. And then the Panthers were able to clear the zone. That was the penalty where Eric Stahl knocked off the helmet of Chris Letang. And then just the last two where we're just, uh, once again, I thought it was uh, kicked in uh, by Gensel, but the the league thought otherwise for uh, on that but just it, it feels like such a wasted performance by so many great so so many players on uh, on a night like Thursday Bobrovsky the stalls even the, and uh Aaron Ekblad with uh with another pretty poor performance as well. Uh, we spoke about that first goal, that the shorthanded goal, and uh, 
being even when even when Reinhardt was hit from behind on that empty net goal, uh, Aaron Ekblad was unable to keep it in the zone, which allowed Gensel to get the empty netter. And just what what is this team's identity? Because it's always something new. Where you get your goal, I, I mean, you got your goals even strength. But the opportunity to go for the kill and not convert, it's just, it's that's just the more frustrating part of it all. And crazy to think that with all the players uh, that could be scheduled to come back. I mean, Anthony Duclair was on the ice for the Panthers uh, for the first time uh, this season as far as morning skate. Uh, well, prior to morning skate. And he's starting to skate a little bit. And even with cap room for Hornquist's LTIR status, you're still shorthanded. But even then, that's not an excuse. The The Panthers gave themselves a chance on a night like tonight or Thursday night. You you guys will be listening to this on Friday. But the, the call-ups, even though some of them got hurt and Alexi Hapaniemi stepping up, a wasted performance by him. And just and 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 Barkov too. I mean, I, I want to see how many. I I, I saw sixty three percent for Alexander Barkov when when it came to his face offs uh, today. But let me see how many he actually took because man, I felt like he was just in the in the circle literally every single time tonight. So Barkov took 27 face-offs and won 17 of them. Mostly facing up, mostly matching with the Crosby line. And chances to cycle the puck around and but just so many swings and misses too. It wasn't just it wasn't just Tristan Jari just being incredible. That Nick Cousins one that one hurt. That one that one that one was the one that really hurt on on the Panther for the for the Panthers because that really could have been two nothing at the time. And you just gotta hold the fort. You just gotta and 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 the effort was and the effort was wasn't bad in the first forty. And it, and it wasn't lack, for the lack of a better... It wasn't for lack of effort in the third. Uh, just... Pittsburgh was just... They, 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 made the, they made the adjustments that they needed to. They knew that uh, they could just chip it up. And, oh... Let, um, the, let, let me... Uh, 
let me also mention this of Aaron Eckblad. I mean, the the puck over glass. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Let's let's talk about that. I have I have that written down. I just looked down and I'm like, oh, let me talk about that. Just irresponsible a little bit for for Aaron Eckblad. That's putting it very very nicely. Um, uh, uh, actually, the 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 goal that Malkin scored was actually on the Ekblad delay of game, not the Carver Hagee uh, offensive zone penalty. The, but Aaron Ekblad has so many chances to for for a few open teammates to both his, both wings. And I know you're trying to clear the zone, possibly get a change, but but just a a mental a big mental error from that as well as well and just that that was the that was the goal that was the once again the straw that broke the camel's back on on that one and just his i hate to say it but like his game really has regressed this season and you you got to wonder if he's a if he's a shell of his former self and like we spoke about on Tuesday's Wednesday and Thursday's show it wasn't going to be sunshine and rainbows for the Panthers after that win against Columbus you beat a team you're supposed to so this is a contend contending team in the Penguins. And you had your chances. Even with even with all the injuries, you had your chances. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, they could have won if, if Kachuk Kachuk was playing. I mean they've even lost games with Kachuk playing and it's like, oh, but if they they would have won with this person playing, and how many times are we going to keep saying that? This team's just got, this team's just got to find ways to, 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 to win games and, and find their, and try to find an identity. Because honestly, I don't know what the Panthers' identity is. I really don't. When they when they score on five on five, then their power play is an issue. When they score on the power play, then then they have a whole bunch of defensive breakdowns, and their goal their goaltending is awful. But since last Thursday, the goaltending hasn't been that bad. It's always something new. Always something new with this team. In a third and final segment, we're going to look ahead. And prior and before we transition there, just looking ahead just looks uh you're you're just shaking your head and you're just you're just like thinking could this get worse for the games that the Panthers have ahead. And we're just going to discuss that next here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on this Friday, December 16th edition 
of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. On And like I said, it doesn't get easier. On Saturday night, the Florida Panthers will be going up against the New Jersey Devils on the road. Back at the scene of the crime that they had one of their comeback wins last season at the Rock, the Prudential Center. But this is a way different New Jersey Devils team. But, but, the New Jersey Devils have lost four in a row after their hot start. You hear fire Lindy rough chants after the first game of the season. But man, and if you watched the first round series last year, you, you remember this name, Vitek Vanacek. Played only five periods in, uh, for the Washington Capitals against the Panthers in the first round series. Ilya Samsonov comes the rest of, in the third period. When the Panthers were up 5-1 in game two, he starts the rest of the way. And who would have thought that his career would, would, was turned, would have turned around going to New Jersey. And Mackenzie Blackwood was the projected starter for the Devils. And it looks like that Vitek Vanacek has taken the reins. And I mean, just uh, looking at this uh, Devils team, I mean, Jack Hughes, number one overall pick, and Nico Heizer, another number one overall pick. Those are those guys are leading the way for the for the Devils. Six, Sixteen goals and thirteen goals, respectively, between the two. Yes, for Brat, self signing a deal. Um, and he has 10 goals on the, on the year. Dawson Mercer, another homegrown player. And this is with their number two overall pick, Simon Nemich, who is not even with the team yet. And a young up-and-coming team. A lot of people like their analytics even last season. But the, the story was that they couldn't defend. And they couldn't stop. Um, they couldn't get quality goaltending. But now they have it. I mean, sure. I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing that the Panthers are facing a team that's lost four in a row. This could either, you could think about it in a few ways. You could think of it as the New Jersey Devils are probably going to be motivated to end their skid and fire it off against the Panthers. Or this could be more of what the New Jersey Devils are in these last four games after their hot start, despite still leading the division. But this could also be a chance for the Panthers to to continue their losing streak for for to pile it on for the Devils. I mean, we didn't even sp- mention Spencer Knight's uh, name. He was to go to be the backup at least for the Panthers. On Thursday, do we see him between the pipes? Sergey Bobrovsky has had a, a big workload over the last week, including the last game of the Western Canadian trip where he came in for Spencer Knight. And they'll be facing twice in a matter of a week, which the Devils on that Tuesday and Wednesday will have a back-to-back. So could, you, could we see Akira Smid next Wednesday? or Vitek Vanacek in both of them. I mean, these are the losses that the 
New Jersey Devils have had in, in their four-game losing streak. The New York Islanders, where they gave up six goals. Hmm. Against the New York Rangers, where they blew a 3-1 lead. Lost 4-1 against the Dallas Stars. And lost a low-scoring game against the Philadelphia Flyers. I mean, um, I, that was actually tonight's game, where they put 49 shots on goal. And they only got one goal. I, Carter, Carter Hart, wow. Um, we, we saw a bit of Carter Hart this season, what damage he can do. And they, of course, uh, the Panthers will be facing Andrew Burnett for the first time. And what a difference he's made since he's come around. And now I know the fan base or a lot of people are thinking, oh, they should have kept Bruno. Um, look what he's doing now in New Jersey versus Paul Maurice here. I mean, there's also roster turnover too for the Panthers. So there's no guarantee that Andrew Burnett would have had the success last year, this year. There's no guarantee. But it doesn't help that the New Jersey Devils got off to the, to the start that they did. And their schedule isn't easy coming up neither because they face Boston twice, the best team in the NHL, Carolina and Florida. So something to look for in this Eastern conference race, because if you look at Tankathon with the Panthers being, having the toughest schedule remaining in the NHL, a lot of the toughest remaining schedules are Eastern conference teams. Just goes to show the quality of play that the Eastern Conference has. And if the Panthers find a way to pull out of this, then we'll we'll get a we'll get a better sense of whether Paul Maurice can put this team in position to to make a run. But we haven't seen that run yet. That's the thing. We haven't seen that run. The Locked On uh, Power Rankings came out on Thursday. They come out every Thursday. I don't really talk about them all that much on the show. And Panthers are ranked fifth in the Atlantic Division as the fifth best team power rankings wise. And honestly, I'm just thinking, okay, you want to go up? Win a few games in a row without dropping. That's how you get back up. But more importantly, I want the Panthers to just win because I just want them to be back in the wild card race. Let's stop looking at the wild card race. I don't even know how many points out they are. If they win two in a row, then I'll look at it again. But just lack of consistency. And once again, on a night like Thursday, they couldn't separate themselves when they needed and in separating themselves even with great special teams played by the penguins you could have at least gotten a point maybe there's no guarantee and i and i hate talking about loser points but you finish on a few of those you don't come out of a night like tonight with zero even being shorthanded and then you could feel a little better because the first 40 minutes were just the the Panthers were just a lot of activity for them. But just that third period, 
man, Mike Sullivan gets a lot of credit. The Crosby, Raquel Gensel line, a lot of credit as well. Again, 15 of their of the 39 shots came from that line. Just you had your chances. You you really did. That's gonna wrap up this episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. On Monday, we will be recapping the road game between the Florida Panthers and the New Jersey Devils. And any news that will come with the Panthers, who knows? There could be another injury. Who knows? There could be a player coming back. There's always something noteworthy to talk about this team. Nothing short of topics, uh, that's for sure. So in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time. The Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to all the shows on the Locked On AHL network, including Locked On AHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Sports Today. Locked On Sports Today gives you a 20-minute or less podcast on the entirety of the sports scene with exclusive interviews and the take of the day. Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. So, Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. <laughs>